six. What? Is that a good thing? Well, no, you mentioned it last time we started talking, and I was like, shit, if we could have had that recorded, we got a, we got a show. Yeah, exactly. So the, the, the point is, is that there is, uh, six, six, six. I see everything as a, as a big, as a big ride. And there's a, like, as a human being, you're automatically playing with rides or riding rides or experiencing rides, experiencing the theme park. So the question then becomes, how do I go from experiencing this ride to experiencing the ride that I see over there? Right. And by the way, none of it matters. In the overall picture, like they don't really, it doesn't matter. Right, but if you're the captain of your life, and you're the, you're responsible for the experience that you're having, and I've been riding this one ride, and I'm seeing this ride over here, and that looks, I'm curious, and I'm interested, and it seems exciting, right? So it's, it's basically about choosing which game you want to play. Right, and then learning how to play that game. Right. Developing into the person that can play that game. Right. And that's, that's the thing. So when I look at, when I look at human beings in general, like I experience my life the way that I experience my life from a multitude of different conditioned ideas. That were not decided by you. I have no choice in them. Okay. I have no choice. I take responsibility for them. Cause I have to. Yeah. Like I'm not a victim in that. Yeah. It's my responsibility to be aware of what it is that I am actually doing. However, looking at how those actually take place, the math, like, there, it, it's a conditioned idea that ends up creating the experience of that specific ride. So, for me, the, uh, challenge or the quest more or less is not an external thing it's an internal thing to reorganize the ideas to consciously organize what it is that this character is like who is peter right because before growing up peter was made up from a multitude of different things that peter didn't have any decision in and then peter goes off into the world and experiences his life the way that he does and not realizing that he's experiencing his life the way that he's experiencing it without any sort of effort or um, individuality on his own part. Or awareness. We don't know what we don't know. Yeah, there's none. Yeah. But always having a longing inside to experience something different. Right. Right. And so the, the, the discipline then becomes to consciously reorganize and to consciously create the internal idea that allows those things to take place, that allows that allows me to experience it, to experience a new game or a new ride or a new adventure or something new. Like perfect case in point, I am terrified. I am terrified of putting myself out there. Like one thing is social media. I don't use social media. I don't interact with it. I'm sort of like the guy behind the curtain that will like 
make a comment on LinkedIn because I have to utilize that platform for my job. But like to post a video of myself or to or to or to to be out there, I'm terrified. Really? Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a massive massive fear, right? And it's not a, it's not a, like I'm not afraid of it intellectually. Right. I'm afraid of it ideology like ideologically. Ideologically. Right? Yeah. There's a it's a fear. Do you know why it's there? Have you looked at that? Yeah, because it's all it's like I'm talking about. It's the old conditioned ideas. The idea that if I were to let people see who I am, I could be judged for that. Not even judgment, but that they would know me. That I would be vulnerable. That there would be some. That there would be something of weakness. You would lose the ability to control how people see right. you. Right. Now I understand that. Like I think that's funny that that's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it. It doesn't. It's not a burden in my life anymore. Right. Like I think it's. I, I find it very comical that I would still have that 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 construct. Right. However. That. Funniness doesn't allow me to play other games. So you're saying that because there is that fear there, it's preventing you from playing or 100%. experiencing a new adventure? Yeah, 100%. Mm. 100%. So my, my fear right now is, is women, just interacting with women that I'm attracted to. Mm-hmm. If I feel like a chemical attraction to a female, I, I'm riddled in fear. Yeah. And that's, that's for me, like, I'm, I feel the same way. Like, this is kind of the next frontier for me for the adventure to open up. And I, can, and I know it's comical. It's, 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 there should be, I, everybody's just human. And girls are, don't know what they look like just as much as I don't know what I look like through any given moment. But it doesn't negate the fact that it's still a visceral experience right. when, it, when it arises. Like, yesterday at the gym... I mean, there's, there's progress happening because I, I do believe with you, like the awareness of it is the first part. Um, and then on, on being honest about it, it's the second part. And then of course, just like the, all week, it's like girl, attractive girls have been around my sphere of influence and each day it's like there's a little progress. Right. Um, and now check this out. <laughs> this could be on social media. What would you do with that? Hey, I'm out of the results business. <laughs> we try not to be. I'd be in the wrong business if I was focused on that, right? Mm. So like in this moment for it, like there's, a, there's an action that's taking place. There's a conversation that's being had that's potentially being recorded. And there's nothing that I can actually do about that. The only thing that I could do is to not talk, right? which wouldn't provide any sort of useful purpose for either of us, like in this situation. No, but it is, it is interesting though that like, the, fe- the fear, because uh, I wanna, I wanna kind of dig into it a little bit, the fear of being seen for who you are. That, is that the fear? Yeah, like there's this, because there, see, the, the, identi- the identity is, the identity is um, a guy that marches to his own beat. 
That's the identity you want to have. No, no, that's uh, that's the identity I've always had. Okay, that's that's the identity you've always had. That like, here's a guy that's again now this is this is conditioned stuff. Like this is stuff that's been drilled into me as it was like as as I was growing up, and it was also part of my it was a defense mechanism essentially that was. Um, started to be created in order to keep myself safe from potentially harmful things. So certain family dynamics, um, certain pain and athletics, right? Like there was, a, there was a, a lot of woundedness early in my life that like, I think I, I developed this idea of if you're not seen or you're not out in front, then you can slip through the cracks. That you can you can avoid you can avoid some not responsibility, but you can you can avoid the pain. So it's almost like if you're not involved in it, you you won't I won't feel it. Let me ask you this. Please. I want to go off scoff script for a second. Please. The idea that you're gonna be a golfer. You're going to do this thing and you're going to do it so well if you're not first year last mentality. Yeah. And if you're going to be seen, you're going to be seen as somebody who's extremely proficient and effective at what they do. Yeah. I was always okay at that. I was always okay with that. Yeah. But because you didn't have to deal with the idea of who you are. No. Because you're this, you're doing this thing. Yeah. And then now the thing's gone. Yeah. And so like, then it becomes like, I don't have, cause I can relate cause I, mine was athletics too, playing football. I don't have this identity to lean onto anymore. And matter of fact, there's a big fear that I have had of being just normal, just being average, just being a nobody. And in essence, there's a part of me that wants to be special. Yeah. And the fear is if I, if I start behaving as a normal person, I'll cease to be special. But you see that you also, you know, I see that expressing itself in, the, in, in just human beings in general, right? It's the popularity of Instagram and different social media platforms and like all of these YouTube guys, right? Like it's this, you can, I can see this driving force of like wanting to, wanting to be someone. Mm. And yeah. it, it's, it's more so now than even when like I was growing up because those platforms weren't available. But like, I can see the thirstiness and the hunger and I can identify with that. Like I, I get, I'm, I'm not judging that in any way. Like I understand that, that, that component. And, you know, I think for myself, when I look at it, like in a way I'm slightly jealous of those people but in a way, I'm also extremely relieved that I'm not noticed. Like, I, I, I can relate to that, yeah. Like, I, I'm like, man, like, that's cool. Like, this dude's got like a million views on this video. And, you know, they're like funny, stupid videos. And, he, you know, he's just crushing it, right? And the guy looks like he's having the time of his life and like enjoying what he's doing. And like, there's no frills given, really. And, um, you know, it looks, it looks cool, but then I look at my, like, my character and I go, man, like, I'm so glad that, like, nobody knows who I am. 
Hmm. That like nobody knows what this guy's about. Like, There's there is no image for you to maintain. There right. is no rules for you to adhere to. There is no crowd to please. Mm-hmm. So you don't even. Not, I guess that's the. I guess that's kind of like the. I guess I think that's kind of the artist way. Like I think of David Bowie, and I think of um, well, not not just David Bowie, but uh, who's the who's the poetry guy that really in the seventies folk singing Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, and when Bob Dylan is being who he is, and then develops an audience to view who Bob Dylan is and what he's pre- presenting, and Bob Dylan decides to go into electric guitar, and all the folk people. I'm like, fuck you, Bob Dylan. We came here to see you do folk, and now right. you're doing electric. Right. So, like, if you're, it takes a, it takes a little bit of, of courage to enter into the unknown when, if there's an audience with an expectation of who you are or what you are. So, I guess in, the, in that sense, the idea that, like, as we speak now, being nobody, that's kind of where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But then the paradoxical nature of that is, um, experiencing new rides. Right, yeah. And so in order to experience new rides, my character has to, sh- has, to sh- has to shift. Right. Because I am where I am right now based on the sum total of every thought and every action I've taken in my life. <laughs> yeah. So when, like, on the tombstone, when September 6, 1987 shows up and then there's a dash, as soon as that, as soon as that, as soon as I came into this thing, that dash is there. And I started thinking and I started taking action. And the, those thoughts and those actions, the culmination of them over 33 years of human experience have taken me to this place right here. <laughs> yeah. Every single thought, every single action linked together over thousands of days has come to this place right here. Now, when I look at the, the, the overall objective picture, there's, there's cyclical patterns, there's patterns of experience, right, that continue to happen. And I'm not, I can't place a value on those patterns, but what I can do, but what I can do is look at the internal experience with them, if that makes sense. So it's like, it's like you look at, you recognize the patterns. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, let's just look at like, like relationships for instance, right? Like I'm in high school, like I start dating, right? She's with me for a period of time, right? And then that, and then that ends. So then I'm, again, single, if you will, right? Walking in the world, just as I was prior to that first relationship. Right. So I'm experiencing that again with an experience of thoughts and ideas or thoughts and actions with that. Right. Then it happens again, and I experience a new relationship. And I'm with that person for a period of time. Right. Meanwhile, every time that ends the feeling is very similar to what it was the last time. And 
the beginning of the relationship or prior to the experience in the relationship, that feeling and experience is also similar. It's not the same, but it's very similar. And so when I look at that microcosmic thing, that area of my life, that ride, if you will. And the internal experience of it. Yeah, it's, it's very, very similar. And that it keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. Well, in that one specific area, I continue to experience very similar experiences every time I'm in a relationship. And they're not necessarily the relationships that I was even interested in. So then this pattern develops of being in relationships that I'm not interested in being in. Mm. And then the ones that I am interested in being in, sabotaging those so I can go back to the beginning. Mm. So again, not an external issue, an internal issue of looking at that going, okay, well, if we could agree that, that every action has to have a thought behind it and that every action will produce something as a way of a result, there'll be something that comes that comes to me as a result of that action, as a result of my action. Right. Right? So you have to start looking at the mechanism that is causing those thoughts and those actions to... Exactly. Okay. Exactly. In order for that to pivot, in order for that, in order for that experience to be different, to be a different type of experience. So, like, the example would be this. Uh, I've typically had it very easy when it came to uh, my connection to women. However, I've never been a chaser. I've never been a pursuer. I've never been a like alpha dog. I'm going to go and get get mine type of thing. Right. You're not out there hitting on on people. No. No. I've never been that type of person. Yeah. I'm the guy that waits for someone to ask me. Right? Right. So, with that being said, I'm not, act I'm not actively participating in that area for the most part. Right. So I'm, I'm the one that is picking, I'm choosing the one that asks me or, you know, choosing out of the people that are interested in me rather than me creating my own experience with that, rather than me leading the ship, rather than me taking, taking charge, if you will, like participating rather than, so I get what you're saying. It's like, yeah, you're just waiting to choose rather than, rather than being a pursuer. A pursuer. And that goes and see that, that like, that is a, that is, outside of what we're taught from a masculine perspective. Right, but that's where, that's where it kind of breaks, this kind of breaks down for me is because I'm, I'm a very similar way, but in the, sense that, in the sense that I will begin pursuit when it feels like there is no real risk because there is a, there's already a, a shared, it's almost like you can tell when somebody wants to be dated and they're interested in you, and so the idea of exploring that I can relate there. I've never, I've never been the one to decide, at least in the realm of romance, go after something or someone. 
and they're all right. right. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming at it from this idea of control and, and getting anything. I'm, I'm talking about owning my dance. Right. And so you're, so you're aware of the dance that you've been doing. Yeah, and I'm okay on the relationship side. I just don't care. Yeah. Like it's just not. It's not like at this. But it's an example, it's a microcosm yeah, of yeah. explaining how it is that you're interfacing with life or reality. Exactly. It's an example of experience, right? Like of, a, of, of, a, of experience in my life where I can see the thoughts and the actions being very similar and no change. I don't have any interest in changing it. You don't? No, it's not the focal point of my life. Like the, the, that's, that's an area of my life that I look at it and I say, that's okay. Like it, it doesn't. So, so what would you say your interest is? Uh, my, the areas of interest for me are on the business front and the, um, like the creation of, um, a financial vehicle, right? Like owning, owning that experience. That's the ride you want to start to. Yeah. 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 I want, I, exactly. hundred percent. Like I, I really want to have. Like, and this is, I read an article years ago, a friend gave this to me by Hunter S. Thompson. Can I, can I do this in, do this in here? The vape? Yeah, just over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I read Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, I read this article that Hunter S. Thompson had, um, had read to a friend of his who had been asking for life advice. And so Hunter, Hunter goes on to say, that he does, he's not really an expert on one to give life advice, but he ends up kind of going into it a little bit. And he says that, um, you know, the main issue is that most people um, fit what they do into how they live rather than how they live fit into what they do. Mm. And so his whole thing was that the first step is looking at life and recognizing how is it that you want to live your life. Overall, all encompassing, the whole thing, one day at a time. How is it that you want to live? What, what does that look like? And it's an interesting question. And then he said that you have to, you have to drill that down or like look at that and then have something fall and like have something fit into that, into how you live, not the other way around. Right, right, exactly. So, like, when you look at it, most people will go through education and they'll go on this goose chase, if you will, to become someone. Like, thinking, I need a job, right? And I need this, and I need this, and I need this. And it's a never-ending saga. And then, once those things start to be experienced, those individual blocks become the life rather than the life becoming those blocks. They become, yeah, they become, the, the act of, of having lived is lost in the right. cultivation of these blocks. Exactly. And so that, that was his whole letter, was looking at, looking at life holistically and sorting out how is it that you like to live? How would you like to live? And, and then, that's the first part. Yes. Yes. It's not the individual blocks. It's the, it's the whole life. And that can change. That can change. And that, that does change. Yeah, absolutely. But, 
And you see that, you, that's a common thing that, you, that I see. But what doesn't change is the fact that you're here where you've always been as the result of every choice and decision you've ever made up until this point. Regardless. So the idea is like, let's, re let's look at what we know to be true, which is I exist and I'm here. What is my internal experience? Am I enjoying? Am I harmonizing? Am I expressing? Am I, being, am I, am I actively discovering life? Or am I waiting? Am I sitting? Am I just trying to accrue different, am I, am I playing, there's, a, we, there's all sorts of games we can play. The game of acquisition, the game of competency, it can be all sorts of shit. Yeah, well, like, so, I mean, if, you, if, if we just look at the, if we just look at the job, if we just look at the income, like, yeah, yeah. just, we just look at financial income, which, to me, income, like, money serves really no purpose, like, it's not, you can't eat a dollar bill, like, yeah. it's not, Really, there's not really much there, but whatever. However, that made-up currency is just an energy. They're like little tickets. They're just little tickets. They're they're they're, they're not. It's, it's not something like a million dollars to ten million dollars to a hundred thousand to ten dollars. Like those are all just little tickets. Right. And those little tickets allow material experience. Right. And material experience, I'm, I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about the, uh, you know, the Neiman Marcus to the camping trip at the Boundary Waters. Like that, it, it's all the same, it's all the same thing. Those are, those are material experiences. And you hear this, I hear this a lot because I'm in the recruiting business and I hear this a lot of, about people saying, well, I need a new job. Okay, well, tell me about that. Like, what do you, like, what about the job? Like, what do you need? Well, I need to make more money. And I'm like, well, how come you need to make more money? How come you need to earn more money? And they say, well, I just bought a house. Okay, so... Like right now you can't afford the house. Well, no, I, I can, but it's going to be close. So I need to earn, I need to earn more money. And, and that, that type of conversation happens regularly. Hmm. And so there's this thing that's, that's a conditioned thing, I believe, that is, is pushing people to earn more, like to keep climbing this ladder. And as, as a person earns more, their, their material experience in life expands. They need more energy. They have to earn more energy in order to keep that, keep those experiences going. So, in the realm of uh, in the realm of in the realm of um, currency cultivation, creative currency cultivation, yeah. like there's a there's a there's a part of that that's that's intriguing to me because once you set a precedent of what where your where your lifestyle is at, it's almost like you've agreed to, to, to exercise more energy to expand it and grow it, essentially. Right, exactly. But the, 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 the thing that's, that, that I see is that when I, when I meet people who have figured out how they'd like to live, that's not the conversation. Oh. That isn't the conversation. The conversation's about skill development, New challenges, new opportunities, right? Right. Maybe, They're looking for meaning. They're not yeah. looking for money. So it like 
I've, I've worked with people that have come out of, uh, you know, big box corporations, right? Like three to 10 to $15 billion type organizations. And they did the whole thing. They did the, the college, they did the internship, they got hired on, right? And they've been doing it for five, six years. They climbed the ladder, they've got some promotions. And all of a sudden they're like, dude, do you have any like startup opportunities? Mm. Do you have any opportunities where there's like sort of a Silicon Valley meets Atlanta type thing? where there's maybe five to 15 people involved and they're doing something exciting, mm. like in a new space. Cause I just, I just want to do something else. Well, like, you know, Hey man, yeah, I've got a couple of clients that I work with in that area that might have some interest, but they're not going to be able to cover the salary that you're earning right now. Yeah, man, that's okay. Like, I'm not really worried about that. Like mm. I'm interested in, in having a new like work experience. Right. Right. And I'm like that cat, is an interesting guy because typically they've sorted out how it is that they'd like to live. Mm. They're not worried about the, they're not worried about the maintaining the pool or the, the fucking, yeah, the title yeah. or like, you know, all of that stuff. They're inter they're interested in having a new experience and, mm. and developing skills and like growing interpersonally. Wow. Okay? And that's a really cool conversation to have. And so like every once in a while and being like in recruitment and helping people sort jobs and working with clients, like I get to see it regularly because I can always tell how life, like how a person kind of lives based on the conversation that we're having. Right. And when I talk to somebody that's interested in doing something else, like they'll use words like value and they'll use world words like skill development and they'll use words like challenge and they'll use words like opportunity, you know, like, these are very sort of like living type things. Yeah. And it's an internally motivated conversation. It's an internally motivated idea. It's not, it's not trying to keep up with the Joneses, but that's one out of 10, maybe, maybe one out of 20 mm. that are like that. And so it's interesting to reflect on that for myself because I feel like I've come into a place where I've, I've sorted out how it is I'd like to live. Like I don't, I don't have any interest in having the, the $4 million house in, uh, you know, in Milton, right? Like I'm comfortable living in like a cool two bedroom apartment that costs 1500 bucks a month and I have a nice little car, but like, I'd like to stay in that apartment and develop, you know, more energy financially and do something else with that energy. Right. Like whether it's start a company yeah. or, or have employees or travel to for that enterprise, whatever that may be. Right. So to bring it back around, that's the area of my life that like I'm 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 gonna I'm putting my focus and energy to. Right. Right. And like looking at that specifically, what is actually holding me back from a character perspective, from having new thoughts and new actions to create new experiences. Wow. In that one area. Because the thinking has to change and the actions have to change. Yeah, this is, this is Napoleon Hill type shit. Yeah. And the, 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 the challenge with that 
is that like society is so fast moving and it's so quick and there's so many things of bombardment being shoved into my, 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 you can call it my mind, but like just maybe my subconscious even, right? Like, and so it, it becomes, there has to be a really strong discipline to stay hyper-focused and hyper-aligned with that, with that area. Do you have a discipline? It's in development, right? Like it's, it's in, it, like I'm walking towards that, I'm walking into that. That's, a, that's exactly where I'm at. I, I just started the discipline of the morning meditations, like in no technology meditations, and then, and then the prayer. I've been messing around with prayer. This is one of the interesting things that happened because I, 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 my interest is the exact same as yours. Well, that's what I would like to do is cultivate the means to expand enterprise in, in ways that are meaningful and create um, positive experiences for individuals. And the manifestations of that, the form that that takes, I'm open to whatever. You know, I have something working right now, but... I'm open to I'm open to whatever. So I started praying because I'm also aware that like I, I also want to have my own place. Like that's a very yeah. So the, so the like the 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 basic shelter need. Yeah, which is which is interesting because uh, I don't necessarily need it, but but it's it's in the horizon there. It's like that's almost like we were talking about earlier about the person who sets themselves up to I don't know. It, it doesn't really matter. It's not going to really be up to me. The, the point that I'm saying is like, as soon as I put out this thing, this vibe into the universe, for two days in a row, I got people wanting to pay me to do something. Right. And there's three offers for me to do something and be paid for them. And two, two of them, I was like, no. And one of them was like, well, if you would like to, in the future, we can. Whenever you want to. When you come up with it and you know what you want, let me know. Right. So it's like, I apparently... I'm not even sure what it is I want to do for that money. In, in essence, it's basically the universe saying, hey, you're asking for it, I'm showing you some shit, but do you really know what you want? Well, the, 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 like you're, you're touching on an interesting thing because I don't, I don't necessarily believe, and it's still a part of my conversation today, and it's something that I'd like to continue to you know, eventually have that that word want removed because it's never a matter of want. Like if I want something, I'm going to constantly be wanting for it. Yeah. So it, it's, it's for, for me, it's more, it's more about creation. Yeah. And it's more about it. Like the, the sense of longing isn't there for it. like the sense of longing. It's about the creative experience. It's about actually experiencing what it is that I'm thinking about. Right. And, you know, like coming into this place where just the joy of experiencing it, the, the, the joy of, the joy of looking at it and going, you know what, like, yeah, in partnership with this creative intelligence or this creative power, like this, I'm, I'm experiencing this. Peter is experiencing this He's experiencing this business, right? He's that's 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 more exciting to me than anything I may come up with about what it should or could look like. Yeah, that experience. Well, it's like it's like um, you know you can go back to the relationship component, right? Like people will say, "I want a girlfriend." Well, dude, you're gonna you're always gonna want a girlfriend. 
And you can always go get one. Yeah, I mean, like, think about how think about how crazy this is, right? Like, all of a sudden, I start experiencing relationship, and then eight months into that relationship, I'm already starting to look at other things, mm. look at other women, look at other options. Oh, it could be that way with anything. Yeah, any I mean, so video like, game, any new fucking jacket, car, whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's it, and that that right there shows me that it doesn't. It it's not. Not, not to say that it's meaningless, because it isn't, but that it, it's, it's about the experience. Mm. It's about the experience and it, it's about being, being, being sleek and streamlined with it, being non-attached, being, being available to enjoy whatever it is that's taking place. And, that, and I, I have experiences in my life where I've, I've been in that state. I've been in that state of being, and it's, it's a lot... It's a lot of fun because there's just not a lot of fear involved, and there's 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 a lot of presence there, and um, but then like we talked about, like stuff starts coming at me again, and I fall asleep, and then there's ideas, and there's things, and then but that goes back to what you're talking about. You're developing a discipline to set the tone, right? What is it's practicing through that, and so for me, it's for me, it's a lot of. Um, like conversations like this are very helpful because as I speak, I'm able to recognize the ideas and like it's you know verbalizing something is it's interesting because it's part of the creative process, right? Like as I'm talking or as I'm sharing about something, I'm able to see that it's coming from nowhere in my in my in my in my mind, right? Like yeah. I'm able to see that in my being and. So that's certainly you know a, a strong piece of it, but then it's also recognizing not so much like what it is I'm looking to create, but what it is that I'm not, what what I'm not. It's it's looking at it's looking at those ideas that I'm not. The thirty three years of of you trying. Yeah, because that's not it. That's that that was never who I was. That's mm-hmm. never who I am. What who I am is like. To get really down to it. Yeah, go all the way. Right, like to get down to it. it. If we think about how this whole thing, how this whole show happened, I came out of, I came out into the, I, I came into this world. I came out of this world, right? Like a flower comes out of a, of a, of a tree or it comes a flower out. Flower pot, yeah. Right, like it, like the or flower. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. It's the same thing though. Yeah. Like it comes out. It comes out of the world. Yeah. I came out. Uh-huh. Now, I had no choice about that. I had no choice about that. There was, like, I can touch my shoelace right now and, like, I'm doing that. I know that. Uh-huh. I had nothing to do with my birth. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, like, as a sort of a caveat here, I always found it ironical with, like, birthdays. Like, they're celebrating me and I had nothing to do with that day. Right. I had absolutely nothing. You're celebrating something that had no responsibility or nothing to do in that, about that experience. <laughs> yeah. right? It's just a funny thing. Yeah. Like, I understand it, but that's, a, that's an example like on a small level. Of it's like, like celebrating. It's kind of like celebrating a shooting star. Yeah. So then, but then, then what happens is that I, I, I'm, I'm here and my dash starts and then I'm given a name. I get named. I, I have a label. That's a Peter. <laughs> exactly. That's a Peter. Right? Like that's, 
we're going to name this kid Peter. Uh -huh. So now the label's there. And like the way that I see that is sort of like, you know, when you go to like a networking event or you go to some, you go to like some place where you're required to wear a name tag, <laughs> you got to put a name tag on it. It's Peter, right? Like yeah. I just have this image in my head. Like when I was born, like somebody just slapped a, a, a sticky label on my forehead. <laughs> and I was like, this, this is Peter. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now at that time, Peter doesn't exist, but the label does. Right. Okay. Now, how am I communicated with? My, my parent, everybody from everybody in my life, every human being in my life from that moment forward starts calling me Peter. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so absurd. Right? That's why it's so funny. Right. But then every, but then every thought, every idea, everything that's spoken in relationship to Peter over time starts to become an idea, right? It starts to become recognizable. It starts to become right. So small Peter, big Peter. Fast Peter, athletic Peter, right? F failed sophomore year Peter, right? Like, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. like good Peter, bad Peter. And meanwhile, I'm, I've, I've already, like because of that, I've already been taken out of reality. Wow. I've already been taken out of reality. So Separated from it. Yeah, not separated. Because I'm never not, I'm never separated, right. but asleep, right? Box, Pe box. Peter doesn't know who he characterized. Really, yeah, Peter doesn't know who he is. Yeah, because he's just got all this simulation telling him what he is, right? Or, or letting him know the stimulation shaping him without his consent. Yeah, and it's all sensory. Yeah, it's all sensory. It's. It's, it's, it's smells, it's touches, it's tastes, it's, it's feeling, right? It's, it's every sort of sense that's, a, and the senses are attached to that, which is Peter. Right. The, the, the organism that is you. Right. So now, but, but now I, I'm starting to go out into the world mm -hmm. and like, I'm starting to ride on some rides, right? I end up going to school and I end up having, uh, connections and interactions with other other labels other people mm -hmm. right and that goes through the whole that goes through the whole process meanwhile I'm I like Peter doesn't know who he really is so Peter starts operating on everyone else's ideas on how everyone else and, and most of it and this is really really an interesting thing and I believe that like depending upon which sense is most powerful in each human being, that's what's more or less going to, going to create the character, right? So like for me, mine was sight, mine was observation, right? What I saw, I would become. And so, you know, like I've had conversations with, with girlfriends and stuff about like parenting, you know, like if you're serious with a girl and you're like, starting to talk about, you know, monogamous or long-term relationship, right? Like the kid topic comes up and you start talking about like parenting children and, you know, those sorts of things. And this happened to me, this came to me like four or five years ago, but I started like having that conversation and realized that I never did what I was told. I did what I saw. Like I followed the example. I did what I, I did what I saw. I did what I saw in my dad. I did what I saw in my, in my mom. 
and I, I think for a for a, a a a boy, like I identified with with older men, like men much more than I I did females, because like I start to grow up and like I'm I'm looking to be a man, like I'm growing into a to a mature male species, right? Like a male, you know, just a, 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 a archetype. Yeah, fully a fully mature man, right? And I'm identifying with, and I'm watching the men operating in the world that, and I end up looking up to these men. Yeah. Right? And so they would, they would tell me to do this, but then they'd show me this. Right. And the thing I recognized was I always did what they showed me. Right. And it created a whole lot of confusion, a whole lot of confusion because I couldn't figure out why I never really felt good about what it was I was doing. Yeah, because that, that is like a common thing as an old guy being like, this is what you got to do. You don't want to do what I did. And then they go off and just continue behaving the way they've always been. 100% the same thing. And I'm, and I'm seven years old looking at this going like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, it's you're super just, confusing. You just showed me, you just told me this, but you showed me that. Right. And so I don't, I don't really, I don't really have much of an example of how to, how to carry how to carry my manhood growth, like how to, how to become. You want to watch the whiskeys and cigars, son. You don't want to let them take, you know, watch those whiskeys and cigars as I'm drinking whiskey, smoking cigars. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. you know, like my dad, you know, or uh, a male figure um, talking to me about alcohol, like saying, hey, you just better cut that out. And like, they're, they're getting plastered. Yeah, yeah they're, they're having you know, beers everywhere. Yeah, they're having, you know, three glasses of scotch, you know, yeah. in, in 45 minutes. And, and I'm like, but what? No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do that. Like, yeah. Because I have a desire to be that. I have a desire. I have a desire to be a mature male in the world. So you're running around as a Peter, and Peter's actually getting praised to an extent. In certain areas, yeah. And also getting told, Peter, Peter's men like us don't do those things. Yeah. It's a confusion. It's a confusing thing. The, the the issue is is that as that continues, and I believe that that takes place with every you know like going to high school and you've got, you know I graduated from a high school that had you know thirty six kids in it and the valedictorian of our of our school was like the most intellectually sharp human I've ever met in my life, mm. and she ends up going to Harvard and you know she does the whole dance the whole the whole thing, like goes the whole way academically. And she, you know, she received the same praise that I did athletically, right? And I think that there's a mix and match of that amongst every single human being. There's always that, that praise and then there's that other, but again, that becomes a part of this character. That's all, that's all back, back slapped on Peter. So like if you took a bunch of fucking post-it cards, like you took a bunch of like post-it notes and you got Peter on the top, and you've got all of the external stuff, you've got all of the stuff that's associated with Peter that's been driven in by external forces underneath all of that, that's your character. That's the character. And so then... So let me just re rephrase this. So we're walking around with post-it notes covering our ourselves to where yeah. we can't even see beneath them. So like Adam is a football player, he's a musician, he's a writer, he's a podcaster, he's a filmmaker, he's a son, he's a brother. There's all these things. And then you get down into the specifics, though. And you get into the, like, you know, or he's a weirdo. Well, weirdo, yeah. Right? Or or he's, um, you know, discontented, or he's, you know, depressed, or he's got mental issues, or he's, 
you know, you get you end up getting into the to the whole thing, and you've got all of these different. I have all had all these different like labels on me from a variety of different different things associated to a variety of different things. Okay, and so so you you get to a breaking point where you can no longer continue carrying the Peter that you've been. Yeah, can't do it. Can't do it. Because because there's nothing there's nothing I, I can't satisfy it. Like based based on the character that had been created, it could not be satisfied. It couldn't get there. Like I couldn't satisfy you know, it's like you get to a certain age and parents and family members start asking, like, well, how come you're not married? I'm, I'm, I want to have a grandchild. Like, how come you're not married? Right? Well, that's a use, like, that's a useless question. That, that's not, because I'm not married because, one, I'm not married. And, and, <laughs> and two, and two, can you explain yourself, Peter? Why aren't you married? The thoughts and actions never matched up to that. The, the correct response is, well, here's all the things that are wrong with me. Right. <laughs> I right. can tell you plenty of reasons why I'm not married. I'm a child. I'm a man-child, first of all. That's why I'm not married. I don't know how to establish responsibility. You know. But those are, But see, that's not the truth. That's not. The, the, the truth of that is that I'm experiencing my life as I am as a result of every thought and action. Right. And so I look at friends of mine that, have, uh, that are married, and you know, they're doing the whole thing. And the only reason, like, that's there because the thoughts and actions matched up to that path. Like, that, that, that's what it became. Right. Right? And I, my, the post-it notes on me were different. Right? Like, they, they become different post-it notes. And so then it takes me, it takes me over here and it takes me over there. The, the point is this, is that yeah. I, look, I look back, I look back at the 30 years of existence and recognize that I was totally being driven. It was as if my life experience was a, was a car and I wasn't driving it. Wow. That th those labels were so powerful and so strong and I never looked at them and I wasn't, you know, and it's, it's an element of confusion. Like, how did this happen again? Like, why are we here? This was like, I thought I walked through this. Mm. I thought I was on the other side of this. Mm. Like, and the reason why I wasn't on the other side of it was because the thought, not the, the thought and the action was still there. It was still there associated to what, to this Peter. So there was this interesting line. Ooh. There was this interesting line in Rocket Man. Which one? Uh, Elton John? Elton John and I can't remember it exactly, but he's sitting at the bar. And he's young, like Elton's young. And he's still kind of going off of his old name, which I can't remember, his, his birth name. His birth label. <laughs> and posted his post-it note, yeah. And he was sitting up there with one of the with one of those jazz musicians. And the guy looks at him and says, in order the the person you were has to die in order for the person, in order for you to be the person you want to be or you want to become. 
And that was interesting to me, right? Because like when I heard that line, I looked at it and said, wow. So the, the Peter has to die. All those labels, all those post-it notes that have been slapped on me have to be burned out. God, those have to be burned out. And I can, like there's two ways that a post-it note can be burnt out. An old idea or, or an external thought that can be burnt out. It can be burnt out through awareness and actually taking a self-reflective look or it can be burnt out from painful external experiences a painful external experience and that's why when you when I look at people who have woken up you know we've got this term now like oh he's woke like what happens is in it something similar happened to me where all of those notes all of those post-it notes got burned out. They got, they were, they were fried. They, they had been hammered so hard and that character had been driven so hard to where that character couldn't exist anymore. And that is a really painful experience. That is an extremely painful undertaking. And it happens out of thin air. It doesn't happen out of consciousness. It doesn't happen out of desire. It doesn't happen. It just happens. And it's a spontaneous sort of combustion is what really is how, how it's the burning bush thing. An immolation, a self-immolation. But then, in, on the other side of that, those post-it notes can be burnt out through, through self-reflection and awareness. Through actually looking at them and asking the question, is that true or not? Is that how Peter wants to live or not? Is, is that accurate? Is that accurate based on your life experience? Is that what you're interested in? Right? And so the question then becomes, am I interested in recreating that or creating that experience or am I not? And I recognize that I've been so far asleep that I continue to recreate experiences I wasn't interested in recreating. And that's why when I look out to, like, to, with, to friends and to, to people that I see that might be in pain and struggling on a pretty continuous basis is that they end up doing things that they're not even interested in doing because they're not aware of where those things are even coming from. They're so self, they're self-perpetuating yeah. their continued cycle of pain. Right. So she gets. Into, we we have done that too. We will continue to do it unless we. Oh, but, right, but that's the dance. See, that's 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 the dance of life. That's the dance of the human experience. So so the way I phrase everything you just said, the way I envision it or conceptualize it is there's the old and then there's the new. The new is not known. So it is a an act of discovery. And the old is how I, and I don't want to use the word natural, but how I've mechanically been, how I've been wired. Yes. Those 33 years up until now, I've been wired in a certain way. I'm interested in, redesigning the engineering of my being, so yeah, to say. Exactly. And in that process is where you experience the new. Yeah. So we, what, what I know I can do is be aware and, and begin the process of re-engineering, essentially taking all the things that I'm... Uh, nah, I don't even know if I can... Well, it, what, it, what it is is it's the process of uncovering, discovering, and discarding. Okay, yeah. It's the, it's the process of looking under the hood... So that you're being attentive to your emotions, you're being attentive to your thoughts throughout the day, and you're being attentive to the part of you that's observing all this happening. Yes. And I'm practicing that. 
practicing things. That's the yeah. practice, and that's where you say, I was thinking about this this morning and yesterday too, but no, no, it's, it's not, it's from the, that movie, the... Um, it's from that movie that we, the Mickey Rourke, not Mickey Rourke, um, no, the Mystic Gymnast movie. <laughs> oh, Fearless Warrior? Fear, fearless, Peaceful, Peaceful Warrior. Warrior yeah. Peaceful Warrior. He, he says, you're so concerned with practicing gymnastics, I practice everything. Right. So it's a practice. Yes. Attentiveness to the life experiences as it unfolds internally in relation. Yeah to the external world. So like how, but the internal is the main focus. Thoughts, feelings, observation of those. It becomes a practice. Yes. It, be, it, be, it becomes, it becomes a, like the, just this mere, the, just this conversation is a practice. Yeah, I mean it's, uh, as I'm sitting here enjoying this, it's, 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 it's a practice because I recognize thoughts that are arising in my mind that are an old way that I've done something like this. Right. And letting it pass. Right. Because I'm not interested in doing a podcast the way I've always done a podcast. Right. Right. And those are those are the things that like like to, to bring it kind of full circle back to the original thing about about my fear of uh, of being out on the on the, on social media platforms. Right? Like that is a post-it note. That is that is a sticky note that's been slapped on me years and years and years and years and years ago, right? Because there's an element of insecurity with that. There's an element of caring uh, about the, the old character and keeping that protected and keeping that safe, right? Because whatever anybody says, that character served a purpose. That character served a purpose for survival. So based on the external conditions of my life and the environment, right? Like those labels served a purpose on the survival mechanism. Like they served a purpose on, on being able to walk through life. Is there a fear that having the social media profiles will prevent you from becoming, will prevent you from letting go of that? No, it's the fear that it'll actually happen. What'll happen? It's the fear that, it'll, that it'll, I'll actually be successful. It's the fear that I'll actually create the very thing I'm looking to create. Really? Yeah. It's the fear of actually of actually experiencing it. That's the that's the rooted it, like the fear of experiencing the unknown. The fear of experiencing something actually manifesting or actually coming into my life. That's the next level. And, but in, and it's a fear because you want to be nobody? Yeah, it's the fear that, that like, it's the fear, it's, it's a fear of something that we would deem maybe positive. <laughs> it's the fear of good things. That, that's, why, why, why? That's fascinating. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense logically. But like, maybe you don't, you feel you don't deserve it somewhere deep down? Yeah, yeah, that's a part of it. That's a, that's a part of the old label. Hmm. Because it's different, and it, it, look, it's tied into a lot of things. Yeah, it's yeah. tied into a lot of labels. There's a bunch of different strings that are going off to different labels and different post-it notes here, right? It's the well, I don't like to use the word trauma because it's such a heavy word, but there's a there's a massive amount of 
of, of, of undercurrent beneath yes. the surface of our emotional... It's emotional scar tissue. Yeah. There's a lot of emotional scar tissue. But here's the thing, is that I'm open-minded with it and I'm willing to look at it. Right? I'm willing to actually uncover and like take you know, the door or the, the cover off the box. You're going to look underneath the hood. And look at it. And I've, I've been interested in doing that for a while. Mm. Right? It's just that in the development of my life, this is, the, this is the next area that I'm interested in. Right? This is the next area that I'm interested in looking at. And I, I don't know if there's, if there's an end to it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, it doesn't, like, it's interesting to think about. But, like, I do know that it's my responsibility to look. Otherwise, we're going to continue be, to be whipped around by the universe. Exactly. Exactly. And there, there can be a lot of peace in accepting that. Like, if, like I've, met, I've met some people in my life that have just accepted the fact that they're not going to experience life. And so there's virtually no expectations. Man, I was watching this Quentin Tarantino interview yesterday. It was the shit. What did he say? He was basically saying, like, Everybody has an idea, like, he, let's use the example for him that he used, which is the film industry. Yeah. It's like, I know I want to be, I want to make my movies. I want to write my movies. I want to direct my movies. I want to be like all those people I admire, all those other directors I look up to and I just am obsessed about. I want that. And he says so many times someone will feel that in their heart that they want that, but then they'll get a PA position or they'll get a script doctoring position. They'll be like, okay, this is close enough to what I wanted, I'm gonna hang out here for a little bit. Right. That's exactly what he was saying. He's like, he was basically saying like, I want, I want the full experience. I don't wanna just stop halfway or partway and just, but he's like, he's a special person. And you can tell that instantly, like just by talking to him. Yeah, and I think, but, but at, the end of, at the end of the day, like in looking at that, there's a lot to be, there's a lot to be observed and there's a lot to be taken in from, from something like that. Oh, it's extremely Cause, valuable. Because that's the marriage piece. Then this could work as a marriage. We could probably, if we put our heads together, we can create a good life together. We can work this out. Yeah. Or there's a, I see like there's, there's that, the thing that literature and art always expresses or the music, whatever you film, whatever you want to say of that light, lightning strike where you just know and it's like, oh, it, it doesn't even matter what does happen or doesn't happen. This is a partner. Like this is a yin and a yang situation here. And But see, even in, even in that situation. But, 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 but what I'm saying is if that is like, say if that's what somebody wants, because it's just an idea. Who knows whether it's true or not? Just like Quentin's, like the idea that he could be a Scorsese or a Spielberg. Like, it's just an idea. Um, he doesn't know if it's actually true or even possible. But he made the decision, and he's, that's what he wanted to find out. Because that's when life becomes a question. Right, so, but then in looking at that, it would be an interesting thing to ask him, but you could probably tell that every thought and action was in alignment with that creative experience. That, that's what's so fascinating about his story because that, he's he's he, that's what he did. The thoughts and actions, the yeah. thoughts and actions created the path to experience that space. Yeah, and he's literally working at a blockbuster or whatever, 
using yeah. all his money on the weekends to shoot his first movie. It took him three years to make his first movie, and it was shit. Right. But now, now this is this is the thing. This is the thing that I find so fascinating there. And I, at the time, I didn't have the gusto and awareness. Like I lis- I, I listened to too many people. Mm. So now, yeah. think about this though. Like here's a guy that's working at Blockbuster, but he's got this vision, maybe, right? He's got this thing. He's got this thing in him that he's like. I'm 100% set on this. Like, no plan B. Yeah. Like, no plan B. Yeah. And so then, there's like this, there's like a, in, there's like a laser energy there. It's not a light bulb, right? Like a light bulb and a laser emit the same amount of energy, but a light, a, a light bulb is expansive. A laser is focused, right? And you see that a lot. Like, there's a laser focus there, like a single-mindedness, almost like a, an obsession to create it. And it's not about the money and it's not, it's about, it's about creating it, like the process of creation. But on this path though, on this path, guarantee you, there's people throwing shit at his label. There's, there's people throwing knives and throwing daggers at that label saying, dude, you know what the odds are? Like, bro, like I got a really cool, you know, PA job for you over here. Like, Come take, like, quit and take the, and it's all, that's all thrown at the label, right? It's all thrown at the label. Now, to be able to cast that out and have this, like, hey, thanks for sharing, dude. I appreciate your, I appreciate you caring. But this is what I'm doing, right? Hey, thanks for sharing, like, thanks for that, but this is what I'm doing. Hey, thank, thanks again. Like, I appreciate the fourth comment, but I'm doing this. I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Now, here's the, meanwhile, the, the people that are throwing those daggers, right? And I think we've all thrown daggers at people. Like we, we've all been in that, in that, that throwing something on someone's label. Unconsciously or otherwise. 100%, yeah. 100%, right? So like, I'm not saying that I've, like, I've done it many times. Right, but it life. does happen, it does happen. Yeah, I told a guy who was never gonna be on the PGA Tour. And the guy ended up making four million bucks playing golf, right? And he was a teammate of mine. You hit him with a shooter McGavin. Yeah, yeah. I, threw I threw something at his label, right? And I looked at that and was like, I don't have any business throwing anything like that at him. Like, that's not my job. Right. Like, I'm either going to be supportive of it and, and be on it, be on the team, or like leave it alone. And I learned a great lesson from that. But to have that, that single that singleness of purpose and to have that vision so concrete and so wired in and to be so in love and to be so enthralled with that journey and that process is like what it takes. It's like, it's what it takes. And every human being on the planet, I believe has that internal alignment of wanting to experience it that way. I would agree with of you. Of wanting to experience life that way. That is literally why movies connect with us. The hero's journey, that whole archetype and that whole path connects with us. Right. It is, it is dormant within every human being. Yes, it's, it's in there. And the question is always, and I used to have this question all the time, and I thought I, like, people were telling me I was experiencing some really cool things, like traveling the world, playing golf tournaments, doing the things that I was like, 
enjoying, but I remember having so many thoughts going like, is this really what it is? Like, is this really what is like, is this all there is? Right. Like the, and looking back on that, on, on my state of being and my, my internal condition there is that I was, I was still identified too much with the labels. And so I couldn't focus on what it was that I really was interested in doing and, and experiencing. And years later, I, I looked at that again and recognized that my passion for the game of golf and my desire and my willingness to do the things necessary were absolutely spot on. That was never in doubt. That was never, ever in doubt. What was in doubt was my inability to disassociate from what people thought and what people put on, on, on Peter, right? And, you know, looking at, looking for validation, right? Like looking for people to pump the tires when things were tough, looking for people to provide some handouts or whatever, right? Whereas that's an externally motivated situation. That's not an internally motivated situation. An internally motivated deal would have been, hey, look, like if you can help, great, but I'm going here. Like I'm, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to go and do this. And I remember, like, I remember this specifically. This is a great example for me. And it might be similar to, like, a lot of people, right? Like, when it is the, I'm looking to experience something. But my talent for the game of golf was never a doubt for me. Like, I knew I could hit the shots. I knew I could play the game. And I knew I had the skills necessary to be a, to be a tournament player. Like, no doubt. Like, I knew that. And every, any athlete knows that. Like, when you're practicing and you're playing with guys, like, yeah, we stack ourselves up, but deep down inside of every athlete, there's an awareness of like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really proficient at what I'm doing. Like, and then, you know, you hear those guys that like say, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't quite strong enough. I wasn't quite good enough to get to the NFL, or I didn't quite have the skills to make it like, and then those guys go off and get finance job. You know what I mean? Like there, yeah, there's no, but then there's guys that like, you know that you had the skill, like you just know internally that you could that you could do it. Yeah. Right. And I was one of those people in golf that like I knew that hundred percent. There's no doubt, like that I could I could do it. But what I didn't have was the singleness of purpose. What I didn't have was the ability to disassociate from what others were thinking. I didn't have that that laser. I was more of a light bulb, right? And there was a pivotal moment where I'm living in Minnesota and Minnesota is not a great environment to be a golfer. It is just not like you can, you can play golf there for seven or eight years, but I'm hanging out in Minnesota. And I remember, I remember there was this, this moment in time where I knew intuitively that I had to make a move down to Florida, right? I was, I, I needed to, I needed to get around. I needed to get around like-minded people that were on the same journey and the same path, right? Like, you look at it like a rock and roll band. Like those guys are all like-minded, and as soon as someone doesn't become like-minded, they're out of the band mm. every time, right. right? But that energy and that singleness of purpose and that little cocoon of creation is what does it. And I wanted to have my cake and eat it too. I wasn't willing to let go of my comfort in Minneapolis, my life in Minneapolis, and pay the sacrifice of moving to Florida. Money wasn't an issue. There was no problem. Like I could have packed up my stuff, got in my car, moved down to Jupiter, joined a club, and started playing. And I would have been playing with the guys that are now playing in the show. Like the guys that that's what that's what they all did. 
right? They all moved together and they lived together and they were playing at the same courses and the same tournaments and they were all involved. And that is a really, really powerful thing because not only am I involved in that, but I also have seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen people that are in the same boat. Right. Right? And like I said, it's a it's a cocoon of creation. And most people most people move into that type of space. They might not be they might not be uh, like with a bunch of people, but they're in an environment where they can grow and develop and focus singularly on what it is that they're interested in creating. I didn't make that move. I did not make that pivot. You didn't. I stayed in Minnesota. I played a bunch of mini tour events up there. Beat around, never really took it seriously, and it was it was painful because I had this internal desire to do it, but I had this external friction where I couldn't. And so it was almost as if I put myself into a trap because of those labels, right? So I ended up not being able to create and experience what it is that I really wanted to be able to experience because I wasn't willing to do the action. I wasn't willing to take the action that was necessary to do it. And that's on me, that's not on anybody else. However, I couldn't take the action because I had too many post-it notes and I had too many things that were driving me. Man, that's uh, just to bring it back, but that's that's the end of Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, he finally, with the work that he does with Robin, and what Robin does with 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 um, Damon, he's he's able to take that action at the very end. He doesn't. He doesn't. Damn. And that 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 to me is that to me is the creative experience because I'm creating regardless. I created the non-vision, if that makes sense. I created the non-reality of experiencing the vision. Like, I didn't, and there's nobody at fault for that but me. That's my responsibility. And so I looked at that stuff, and I don't have any resentment because I understand why it happened. I understand what was going on. Yeah, you don't have to live in regret because now you understand it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Same with everything. But, but today, I look at it and go, that's that's how it's done. Yeah, that's, that's how that's, that's the window that you walk through. That's the we were you were mentioning this the other day and it showed up it showed up in the book, the sad guru book. The idea that there is no door. Right. I there are no doors and there are no boundaries. There are only choices. They're only doing things and non-doing things. I'm either doing something or I'm not. Right, it's an interesting concept because, like, we're taught to have boundaries. Well, that's but we're not taught. We're not taught to make choices. I was talking to a friend last night, and she couldn't. She couldn't understand what I was saying when I said that. Every everybody's always doing things. I just want to be done, in the sense that <laughs> I want things done through. I I want I want. See, that's where the, I think, Western language breaks off here. Because I don't know how to, how to best linguistically describe this without using, like, an, a Chinese term. But, like, the wu-wei, the, the action of non-action, where actions manifest themselves through you. Like, you are action itself. You are being done by the universe. Like, the entire energy system of the cosmos is allowing the breath, the body, and the blood to, to unfold. And it's like, that's what I want to be in. Right, and what I'm saying is that the character can tap into that. The character? The label, yeah. The label can tap into that. Yeah. 
In what sense? It can use it. It can use it. It can work with it. The character. Yeah. The mind. The atom? Yeah. Okay, so the organism, the me that I am? Yeah, but what, that label, once it becomes awake, once I'm aware of what, it, what that actually is, I can play with that and use it. That's but that's where I that's where I feel like it's is inter- I I feel like that that's for everyone else to use, like anybody listening, anybody watching, whatever it is I'm doing, gets to play with that label. I don't. Yeah, and I don't see it that way, and the reason I don't see it that way is because um, I can't be in non-action. I can't not be in a creative state. <laughs> Like I, yes, like that's <laughs> like so. Like the the thing then becomes like well, okay, I can either I'm always creating, right? Like so, if I get down with the with the idea and the understanding that my life is a sum total of every thought, and every action, right, which led me to this experience right here, then that means that I'm a creative being. That that means that my life is a is a creation, and so. I personally feel that uh, I have a say in that. That I have a, I have a, a I, can, I have a conscious say in what that what that looks like, mm. right? And I don't have to take credit for the results. Like I'm not saying, but I I can be involved in the action. I can be involved. Like Peter can be involved in that, right? Peter can create a vision. Peter can create new ideas. Peter can look at things like Peter can look at Peter, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right? And the sim character. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Because if, if, if I go back, if I go back to when I came out of it on September 6th of 1987, right? Mine's October 6th, 1987. Yeah, so we're like right there. Yeah. But coming out of that, there wasn't a label. That the being, the being was not aware of the label at that time. The label was, was developed, right? And as the label was developed, more and more experiences ended up taking place. And if you didn't have the label, like, think about this. Think about if a baby is brought up in a non-sensory environment. Right? There's no communication. The only thing that's given is proper nourishment and health. Nothing else. Where do you think that human being, how do you think that human being would experience life? It's like a ship at port that never leaves port. The, I mean, the, yeah, they, the, well, the, I, I got my psycho, psychological cap on, like the psychological ramifications of an experiment like that would probably say a lot about the human condition of the unseen. Like, what it, will they try to get out of the cage? Will they try to figure out, will they create some, like, that's, that's the creation, like, that's what's interesting to me. And I, I personally don't feel anything would happen. You think it would just be like a, 
malleable blob of just existence. I think it would just be there. It would just, it would be a being. So that's what, so I think that it would, see, I, I think that it would, there's something create, inherently creative and expansive about the human consciousness, the human experience, that, that the reason we, we crossed the oceans or we went to the moon or we're looking for Mars is because there's this natural impulse to expand. Just like the universe itself is, is expanding currently. Yeah, but that expansion has to take place in regards to something that's already been experienced. I'm saying it's a natural byproduct of the universe itself. So in, if that is contained within a human being, a consciousness, a byproduct of that, it would, it would adhere to the same yeah, state. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So what you're saying is then is that like, it, let's just say that, that this being was brought into the, you know, came out of the world and there was no communication and there was very little sensory experience, but maybe there was a window or maybe there was a bed or maybe there was something that was like there, right? Like in this... We're talking about boy in a plastic bubble, but you don't even have the bubble. It's just existing. Yeah, exactly. So what you're saying is, is that there would, this, there would be this idea of expansion in relationship to what, what they're, what, what I'm, so there'd be like this internal question going, well, what's out there? Or like, what's yeah, that? But I'm also envisioning it being in some sort of a containment field. If it's, if we're thinking, if we're talking 2001 Space Odyssey and it's just a baby in the blackness and void of space, then I think that's just all it is. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you bring up a good topic though. Yeah. Because it becomes a product of the environment. Yeah, absolutely. It becomes a product of the environment. Or it becomes a, uh, uh, an orbiting force to, to expand it or just attract like, to it. Just like certain animals live in certain ge geographic territories. Yeah. Just like certain trees develop in certain areas, right? Like, I've got um, an avocado plant that's in a pot. And it's not, use it's, it's not useful in Georgia. It won't grow. Right. It'll grow in the pot, but it won't grow in the soil. Yeah. Because of the environment. Yeah. Right? So, like, there is the, this understanding that I am a product of, I am a product of the, of the in, in environmental organism, if you will. Right? Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's... It's a symbiosis. Yeah, 100%. I think that that's 100% true. And that's, yeah, yeah. And so, that, that makes, yeah. But then you look at the creative experience, you look at, you look at like, the development of, of a human being at, like, different different stages of my life and you know there's this cliched idea of that you become the sum total of the five people that you hang around with the most right well even 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 shorter than that you're you're actually speaking to the fact that that as an individual you're the arbiter of your experience and you're going to utilize all of the material external and internal all that material is up for you to shape right so it's like getting oneself quiet enough to under to recognize that space of that individuality of that me. Yeah. Because you you can you if you, we were to say go back seven eight years or whatever and you were to say all right, going to Juniper. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, that relationship. Uh, I I I'm not in, I want to be interested in experiencing that again. Right. You know, or uh, that uh, situation in college, like leaving college early, like that's an experience that I wouldn't want to experience. Like I, I wouldn't want to experience that again. Right. So as, you, as, as we sit here now and proceed into the future, yeah. you're recognizing that, that your ability 
to shape the material. Yeah. That is, and but your approach is more of an internal. Yeah, it's an inside thing. Yeah, it's an inside. It's an inside thing. It's a, it's a looking. It's a looking thing. It's an observation thing. Mm. And like it sounds, it can sound complicated and technical, but it's not. Like it's it, it's just a dance. It's just a. It, it's just a, a practice, right? It's like brushing the teeth. It's, it's just a little bit of a practice. And my experience with it has been is that as I, as I continue to practice it, not only do old ideas and things leave, leave me, but then new conscious ideas can be brought into experience. And, yeah, well, fuller experience, aliveness, like... Because I just want to reiterate, because like the practice that you're talking about really is awareness of thoughts, emotions, identities, how I'm affected by circumstances, and observing those things. Yes. And then the, recogni the recognition of being a part of the whole thing. Right. The recognition of being a part of the universal experience. It's happening with you. It, well, it's gonna—it's happening whether I'm aware of it or not. Yes. It does not matter. <laughs> like it isn't—it isn't something that like I can stop. It's not something that I can—I can, you know, eliminate. It's—it's—it's it's not something I can get away from. I can't run away from my human from from my my human nature. Uh, but what you can do is look at it. Yeah. What I can what I can do is play with it. What I can do is look at it. What I can do is um, uncover, part, uncover part, the yeah, parts of yourself. I can participate with it. Yeah, yeah. So that's the, you know, the story of the prodigal son, which is, the, that's the deal. That, that's the whole deal, right? Like, it's the reason why psychotherapy is, is even a profession. Right. For the most part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if no one walked away from, if no one walked away from birth, and if no one created a label, there wouldn't be anybody coming home. And so there's this whole thing, right? There's this whole, like, there's this whole period of time. And some people don't ever wake up to it. It goes the whole way. Mm. It goes the whole, the whole thing. Like, all the way to the end of the dash. In a state of sleepiness. Right? In a state of ignorance, really, it's just it's a it's a it's an unwillingness to look at look at who I really am, or even or not even knowing how to. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. But it's built up over. It's built up, built up, built up, built up, built up, built up, and then all of a sudden the internal condition becomes so uh, off, and life becomes so confusing, where then people start to go mad, and they recognize that they're mad and and need to ask for help. Like you'd be amazed at the threshold that it takes a person to ask, like, I was incapable of asking for help. Mm. Like, absolutely incapable of asking for any sort of guidance and direction in my life. Mm. Again, a post-it note label that was there that says, you know, a strong man wins his battles, a weak man surrenders. And that, again, is paradoxical, right? Because the, the strong person asks for help. Strong person's vulnerable. Strong person is emotionally vulnerable. Strong person is available, right? Like that's a that's a uh, there's a level of consciousness there that's strong and attractive, right? The ignorance is not attractive, 
right? The ignorance is based on promotion. The ignorance is based on material. The ignorance is based on look at me, look at my character, look at this. And that's not attractive, that's promotional, right? And so the psychotherapy, the whole, the whole, and I'm a product of psychotherapy. I spent 20 years in it. Going to a great, she was great, fantastic, caring therapist, right? That really allowed me to look at it. But I'm incapable of, one, being even truthful, right? So I'm going to all of these sessions, like knowing there's something inside that's like not quite right, that like this stuff, like this whole living deal doesn't make sense. This does not make sense, <laughs> right? I know that internally. I was reading Henry Miller this morning and he had, that was, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It makes no sense of the fact that I have to take the sleeping pill to go to bed. <laughs> it makes no sense that I don't want to wake up in the morning, that I'd rather stay sleeping. It makes no sense as to why the only time I could find peace and some sort of serenity in my life was laying on the practice football field at SMU looking at the stars at three o'clock in the morning. Like, that's not, that doesn't make sense. Because I couldn't understand how wild it had gotten internally and how like it wasn't, I knew intuitively that it couldn't be the truth, right? But like that level of, of buildup is different for every, every person. And some people, I think compulsive people have a higher probability of burning out faster than non-compulsive people, right? But regardless, there's this internal thing of looking for freedom, but only experiencing relief, <laughs> right? Looking for freedom and only experiencing relief. And that is, that is the purpose of psychotherapy. That's the, the, that is the, 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 the crutch, right? Like marriage, marriage counseling, right? Like I don't have any experience with marriage counseling, but like my parents were involved in it and I know couples that are involved in it. Right. And it's like, well, what, what are we really talking about here? Like, and it's interesting because if there becomes an enmeshment, right, of two characters going back and forth at each other when none of those characters are even real. <laughs> right? Oh my God. It's, I mean, it, it, it's fascinating. And I then, know, it and is. Then, and then two people, two people who were, who were once aligned, like in alignment, uh-huh, are no longer in alignment. They're no longer in alignment, not because they're out of alignment, but because they think they're out of alignment. And they think they're out of alignment because the characters have gone so far out that I think, well, this isn't a fit anymore. No, it, it is a fit. You, do, you, have to, you have to see what you're looking at. You have to see what you're trying, what you're doing here. <laughs> you have to look at the characters because, you're playing. Because you're absolutely, like, you're, you're, you're holding, you're, you're uh, combating ideas that you hold to be true in order to protect essentially how you feel against someone that has a different idea about you in relationship to that. And you think that's the truth. You think you're, you think what you're thinking and what you're doing is truthful. 
but the other person sitting across from me in the therapy session is wrong. And in order for, for you to validate and to feel accomplished about what your idea is, you have to tear that other person down. Or get them to change. And that doesn't, that's not conscious. That is not a conscious thing. That, like, <laughs> yeah. people don't like doing that. Like, I can't tell you how many therapy sessions I had, like, in mixed counseling, like, where I would go in and I felt way worse leaving than I did when I got there. Mm. Because I couldn't believe that I had just shredded that person down to the bone so that I could be right. And I'm wanting to be right about ideas that aren't even mine. And this gets, this, this is the creative experience. Like this is what we're talking about. Like this is, this is how I could go so far out in the left field and burn it all, like go all the way out there. Right. Only to recognize that I was never out there. That like there was, I had this amazing experience where I recognized that like I'd always been going somewhere. And I finally realized that there was nowhere to go because I'm already there. <laughs> Wait, so you, do you remember the moment? I don't remember the day, but I remember the experience. All right. And it was a massively comical situation because I'd always been wanting to go somewhere. Uh -huh. And I'd always been wanting to do big things. And I recognized that there's, one, there's no big things to do. There's only little things. And two, there's nowhere to go because I'm already there. And I've always been there. <laughs> I've never, but see the character, the sleepy character thinks it's going somewhere. It uh -huh. thought it was going somewhere. Yeah. Right. It thought that the relationship was going to go somewhere. It thought that the job was going to go somewhere. It thought that the, you know, this whole futuristic idea was going to, was going somewhere. And all that was doing was just perpetuating additional irrational ideas and unconsciousness. And it becomes a fucking mess. It just becomes a big fucking mess. It just becomes a big fucking mess. And you know, it's when you when you like having gone through my experiences with this, and then like looking to maybe be useful to other people. Like I know damn well to this day that like I can't tell anybody to do anything, but what I can do is share things with people, right? And I can share my experience, and I can say, hey, you know what? Like I understand exactly what you're going through. I understand what it feels like not to be able to sleep at night. And I understand what it feels like to not want to wake up in the morning. And I understand what it feels like to get fired from three jobs. And I understand, like, I understand that. And I understand your internal experience. These are some things that have been very beneficial to me in recognizing the, the, the root of that issue, the root of those issues. And the one root, and it's the same root for every sort of thing, is unconsciousness. I was completely and totally unaware of what was going on. And so I'll recommend a book, right? Not a self-help book, but a book based on experience. And there's tons of them out there and they're not really that well-read. Not a lot of people read them, but about people who have had similar experiences in their life. And that is the identifier. That is where, that is where an awakening or that is where awareness can be born. It, I don't believe it can be born by some, by telling someone something, right? That's why all of those books, the seven habits to highly successful people. They might be beneficial to someone. I very rarely have seen those things stick. And then you rec you realize the same author is posting is, is created another book two years down the road. The seven habits of something else and the six habits of something else. 
right? Bing, 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 all the way down the road, right? Because guess what? That person reads that book. Then I got to chase that book. Then I got to chase that book. Then I got to chase that book. And I got to chase that book. And I got to keep going on all of this external merry-go-round hoopla without really looking at what's going on inside of all that. It's the same with therapy. It's the same with all this. It's, 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 it's just, it's very similar. And I was on that path. I read all the self-help books I could get my hands on because I hated how I was experiencing my life. And I couldn't recognize why I couldn't change. And I could not change because the thing that needed to change, which was the character, couldn't change itself. So I met a... Uh, Peter can't change Peter. The thing that needs, needs to be fixed is the thing that's trying to do the fixing. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And the only... The only way is that I've discovered in my life is to be able to look at that character. To be able to take a detached perspective of looking at that character. Looking at it. And being aware of what it's doing. Almost as if it's a third person experience. And that comes from internal reflection and discipline. That comes from practicing that. Like looking at Peter in a, as a, in a third person perspective. What's Peter doing? Oh my God, that wasn't even real. <laughs> that was just something I thought, right? That was just something I thought. Over and over and over and over and over and over again, only to realize that Peter's doing the things out of unconscious ideas. But it's that unconsciousness which makes the conscious possible. It's the years of sleepwalking that make the years of that make the experience of awakeness available. And you talk about the yin and the yang and the duality of the human experience, like all this sort of stuff, right? Understanding that there's two sides of the coin, that there's, there can be awareness and there can be sleepwalking, unawareness. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you, well, I, I, I feel the awareness, the consciousness of what, what I'm currently experiencing, being aware of it and being conscious for it. Like the example is a lot of time in the shower. A lot of times I have thoughts, I want to have thoughts in the shower and shit. And that's when I can remember to remind myself that you're consciously experiencing this water fall down on you and there's like, it's warm and let's feel where I'm at and be where I'm at. But I look at it like, like jazz, like a little unconsciousness is, is what I refer to as the flow. You want to enter into the action itself to where you are action and you experience right. the verbosity of life. Right? right. That's good, but you always want to come back to the consciousness. That's the root note. That's the jazz. Like. Right. Oh, and I think that's the dance. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I don't know if I've shared this with you before, but like, I look at my life as a ship, you know, and I, I have this bottle cap that I picked up at a, I can't remember where it was. It was like a sweet iced tea thing. And there was a quote on the cap that said something to the effect of, you know, a ship wasn't meant to be, wasn't meant to stay at port. Like, you know, a ship wasn't built to be ported. No. Right? And I don't believe that a human being was created to... Isn't that interesting? We're roaming the fucking fields. We're roaming, the natives are roaming, their teepees are up here, they're somewhere else, they follow the buffalo herd, we're roaming, we're exploring. Yeah. All of a sudden we figure out that we can create vegetables from the ground and we just go, oh, we're staying here now. 
But I look at I look at the I look at that I look at that moment of excursion and I look at that the 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 like the ship going out into the ocean like being a ship, mm. right? Like the ship's just being a ship, yeah. And it's just doing what a ship does, and you know that's the moment for me of like flow. That's the moment of of just being a being a human being, right? The and the the, the porting is like in my eyes like that's an opportunity for self-reflection that's an opportunity to like you know put the ship you know on the dock or you know let's let's dock peter let's integrate some of these experiences let's dock peter and look at and look at how we're experiencing life yeah right and then go back out and play Mm. right and then go back out and play and then go back out and experience and and you know look at the experiences and that's what you do at nighttime before you go to bed and in the morning when you wake up. Yeah. And I'd like to add, I would like to add to that. I would like to add a bit more practice into that and get a little bit more specific in regards to what I'm looking at. Getting a little bit more specific in terms of the vision, right? And, and what I'm seeing and what my, what my experience, what I'd like to experience or what I'd like to create in my life. You want to do that now? Yeah, no, we, we can, we can. I, I, I mean, I think that, um, yeah, for sure. But, but that, that's the specific, that's the specific nature I'm talking about. Let's do it. We got the whiteboard. Yeah. I gotta go to the can real quick. Yeah, go for it. Great, dude. Great first episode, dude. This is the shit. What is a Peter? <laughs> that's the title. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Peter? How I'm ever gonna save this New life brought way to the pages Never really was about cloud in the stages When the whole time how I'm gonna make this Been looking for a flame in the rain It's days pass and the world changes Life breathes through time and amazes I've been on a mind state It's been a long day It's been a long time Yeah, it's been a road I've been on a time Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been on a time Yeah I've been on a mind state, it's been a long day, yeah, it's been a long time, yeah, it's been a road. I've been on a time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been on a time, yeah. Cloud lifts, it's a brand new day, it's mind drifts in a brand new way, it's eyes catch what the mind can't say, it's new life brought up on the stars and phases. Feel the pulse to the soul, it's spacious. Let it burst, don't fear as it blazes. Feel the peace in a new gaze, it's. About time that a new one plays its I've been on a mind state, it's been a long day, yeah, it's been a long time, yeah, it's been a road. 
I've been on a time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been on a time, yeah. I've been on a mind state. It's been a long day, yeah. It's been a long time, yeah. It's been a road. I've been on a time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been on a time, yeah.